Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. We uh, want to say a big thank you to everyone who's tuning in right now, especially to our live viewers. And by the way, if it is your first time watching us live, we will uh, be going over super chats to address your comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, I saw people in the chat asking who looked, who was going to look better in this episode, me or Liam, so we can... Uh... It's always Lauren. Oh, thank you. I, I'm not sure if you sincerely mean that bit of a peacock over here, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be talking to you guys about all of that good stuff. Uh, today we have a controversial show. That's true. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. addressing some deep questions. First off, Caitlin Bennett, she essentially got mobbed, you know, a riot almost formed when uh, she was trying to ask people questions that I think it is uh, University of Ohio talking about that. Then Richard Dawkins um, made some comments about eugenics that people did not take kindly to. Whole controversy over that. Lily Singh, she, for who knows what reason, was chosen to uh, be one of the roasters at the NBA All-Star Roast. And she dunked herself. Yeah, I think yeah. The, the only one who got roasted from that performance was Lily Singh herself. And then finally, big, big question, can men and women just be friends? I feel like this, that actually may be the most controversial subject. We'll see. It's it's possible. And I feel like she chose that segment just because she knows I have like a Neolithic era response to it. So. Yeah, well, you guys will see. Uh, you're in for some good stuff. Before we get to it, though, I want to thank our sponsor, Black Rifle Coffee Company. It's a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast-to-order their coffees for you after you place your order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. Uh, all Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties. They also have mini roasts available for purchase in single serve coffee rounds. And the best way to enjoy this freedom filled coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. So you choose the amount and the blends that you crave and they offer it to you at a special discounted price shipped free directly to your home or office every month. And we love Black Rifle Coffee on, on this show. We're, we're out right now and there's already been some grumbling from Liam, other people in my family. Like, when are we getting more? When's the next shipment? Um, so wake up to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Lauren. Enter the discount code Lauren and you'll get another 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including Black Rifle Coffee Club. Okay, so Caitlin Bennett, um, some people call her gun girl. She kind of got, That's right. I don't know, well-known for being the girl who was trying to open carry at, on her university campus. Since then, she's proven to be an exceptionally divisive character, even among conservatives. Um, there are a lot of conservatives who, even if they agree with her and her politics a lot of the time, just aren't aren't fans. Um, right. Yeah, and I think, I think it is safe to say she's a provocateur. I don't think she yeah. would even deny that. A little bit inflammatory. Yeah. Um, she, she does a lot of those man on the street uh, sort of videos, like where you go and talk to people. And those aren't always like confrontational. Sometimes they can be fun. Sometimes they can be goofy. Sometimes they can just be informative. But uh, yeah, her hers tend to be a bit more on the confront confrontational side. So a couple days ago, she was trending on social media because she went to Ohio University to film a video for President's Day. And uh, the students were, I guess, just not having it, which I guess this didn't happen on President's Day because why were there students on campus? I'm just now realizing. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I have that's no fair. idea. But uh, here's some footage of what happened that was going viral. And it's pretty crazy. Do we need a disclaimer for this in case of we, we tried our best to censor any bad language, but there was a lot of people yelling a lot of things. It's a crowd. So, yeah, if you are sensitive to, 
Yeah, I guess bad words. Bad words um, or uh, just very, very aggressive scenes. <laughs> yeah, block your ears. Yeah. You are no oppression! I've been hitting you in the face! You don't understand oppression! Someone just poured hot coffee on me. I dare you to me again. I'm not punching you. I'm not questioning. You did. How did I end up on the ground? I got it on video. Exactly. That pushed me again. I poured hot coffee on me. I mean, I don't, I don't care how you feel about Caitlyn Bennett. That was not a proportionate response. No. Like she, she was just visiting campus. It's not even like the university was hosting her. Like she had some sort of speaking engagement there or an affiliation with a club. She was literally there in the capacity of random passerby who was asking people questions. No one has to talk to her though. Um, yeah, if you don't like her, just ignore her. These, anytime I see videos like this, which unfortunately happen far too often on university campuses, I'm just so struck about how emotional these people are. Right. Like, they, it's so immature. Like adults don't behave like that. They don't. No. Well, it's complete dogma in these yeah. universities. That's one thing. And I mean, I think that she's dogmatic in some degree too, right? She's very confrontational about those she's kind of things. She's very confrontational, but, but I, she still wouldn't do anything like that. She's no. not going to scream at someone. She's no, not going to no. try to throw get things at someone close, or get uh, yeah. very close, right? Like yeah. you can say like, I don't like her debate style and stuff like that, but still it's, this is on a whole other level. Like mm -hmm. civilized people do not behave like that. And the thing is like, Kaylin Bennett, she's never hurt anybody, right? She She's not some war criminal. She's just literally someone you guys don't like, which you you can do that. You know, if, if you want to tell her what you think calmly, you can do that too. I'm sure she'd want to get that on camera, in fact. But like <laughs> the response of trying to like yell at her, throw things at her, threaten her, intimidate her, it's just not, it's not acceptable. It's not what it's not what grown-ups do. This is the type of behavior I would expect to see from toddlers. But anyway, she, uh, about the incident, posted a statement on social media. She said, this is what happens when a Trump supporter goes to a college campus. Leftists at Ohio U started a riot when Joel Patrick who we've met before, and I showed up, and the OU police let it happen. I think real Donald Trump, so Trump's Twitter, should strip funding from universities like this that harbor terrorists. So um, we're going to go into some more mm. of the footage that was caught there, but um, I, I think in terms of accountability, and I believe I've mentioned this before, like checks and balances are important, and I think right now colleges they are running amok. I mean, it yeah. seems to be totally Lord of the Flies on a lot of these college campuses. This is a public university, I believe. So, I mean, this kind of thing is being facilitated by taxpayer dollars that are going to teach students to hate half of the country. No, I, I definitely I see some merit to that. I, I think the, the whole institution of academia is deplorable right now. Mm -hmm. I do think that some of the language she used in there was very craftily worded. I don't know that I would consider these people terrorists. Well, they're, 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 any threat of violence for political means is terrorism. Yeah. Again, I mean, sure. But there's there's a certain – I mean, I agree with yeah. you. That's that's the definition. But there's terrorists and there's terrorists. Well, I don't I guess, think it's you know. fair to say they're like and ISIS, but they're very aware of what they're doing. Yes. They're trying to use physical it's force like when they went to, Tucker Carlson's to, house yeah, and, to yeah, intimidate sure. someone because for, – for a political goal against, you know – and you know what? Intimidation or violence against non-state actors, like textbook terrorism. And, and good on her for, for being brave enough to confront that. That's dangerous. And you know what? I It's something that I am concerned about whenever Lauren goes somewhere speaking. It's like, you know, you only need one of those people to have like a cup of 
scalding hot water or yeah. something like that. You know, you it's, can it's be it is hurt. absolutely. But mm-hmm. I also do question uh, the wording of this is what happens when a Trump supporter goes on campus, right? Yeah. I think that that's not very accurate. I've seen lots of Trump supporters go on campus, including Lauren, and it's not. If you are openly a Trump supporter on campus, uh, I don't think it will go well for you. But mm-hmm. I don't think that you get that. Yeah, I There's think it. I think it is fair to say that that was a special reaction to Caitlin Bennett. Um, right. And not to say like I've been on university campuses and they they harass me, they yell things at me too. But I think this level, I mean, it was essentially a mob, like a riot. It was insane. We have more footage to show, but it. This, this was a whole other level. And I think these students, from what I can understand, like they knew who Caitlin Bennett was specifically. They've seen her clips and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, and like I mentioned before, a lot of conservatives, even though they might agree with her politics a lot of times, um, they might find her obnoxious. But right. to, to clarify, if you're not familiar with who Caitlin Bennett is, she's not some far right extremist, right? No. Her her opinions, regardless of how she might express them, are not um, alt-right or far-right. They're pretty mainstream Republic. She talks a lot about uh, Second Amendment rights, which is, like, nothing crazy. Um, She's done stuff about, oh, gosh, what else? I think immigration, but it's kind of GOP... Yeah, yeah, exactly. ...standard stuff. Um, So the fact that they would react so strongly to someone essentially based on, I think, personality and mainstream conservatism, that's still, that's still scary to me. And you guys, I know there are some people who are going to see this and say, I really don't like Caitlin Bennett. I'm fine with this. Like, no, this is not acceptable. No, that's a ridiculous thing. Um, we actually yeah. have some video of someone threatening her. Oh, we'll play that. You don't want to stand there. Hey, you don't- They're still throwing stuff. You need to back up. Joel, shut your window, Joel. Joel, shut the window. Why is that cop just letting this all happen? The cop is letting, he told me, Justin, he told me he could not help me. He has nowhere for me to go. He's watch. These cops are watching this happen. Okay, so I mixed up the video clips. That's, I think, what happened. And this is still, I would say, threatening behavior. I think her and Joel and the people they were with were trying to leave. And it almost looked like they were, what, blocking their car or something? And then they were yeah. definitely throwing stuff at them. Um, and there's a police officer standing right there. He's not doing anything. Um, I think that's that's concerning. We've seen... It's very dangerous, to be honest, too. Yeah. A lot of the, like, with a lot of these, I guess leftist riots or i don't know violent or intimidating protests there actually have been police there and it's like i don't know if they're just told to stand down they personally just don't care but it's like okay that is literally your job to ensure stuff like that doesn't happen you're not allowed to throw stuff at people you're not allowed to block people from leaving places and then this next clip that we have you're not allowed to say you're you're going to beat someone up and i don't know if there was a cop nearby specifically when this happened but it seemed like she was getting a lot of this type of language. I don't think this woman in particular was the only one to threaten uh, Caitlyn that day. This is for Caitlyn, you big, fat, white, nasty, racist ass Why you took me off the phone? Get to us a train for dirty white, racist you big, fat, bitch. I'm going to ass bitch. I'm coming down down. I'm going to beat the out of you, Um... This is scary. Like, this is scary stuff. This is not what the rule of law means. This is why so many commentators, like Liam said, myself included, 
I refuse to do an event without security. The like political discourse in a developed country should not reach this level. That's right. And I don't know exactly when this became acceptable or mainstream, but I feel like we're at a point now where this is kind of par for the course. Maybe not as many people. Um, this seemed like an exceptionally large crowd, but we see stuff like this every week. Of uh, you know, I think at ASU there was someone saying he wanted to slit Donald Trump's throat or something like that. It's like, what's wrong with you? Like, what kind of morally inferior, just atavistic paste eater thinks it's okay to talk about another person like that just because they have different opinions. And you're, oh no, but her opinions might get someone. No, 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 no. They're different opinions. Stop right there. I, right. I hate when people kind of snowballs like, oh, well you think this, therefore this, and then this could happen. Like, no. It's just rich to me that they, they because people like that, they also hold the opinion that words are violence, like we've talked about before. Yes. And then here they are like, actively threatening and being violent i would say throwing stuff including hot coffee counts as threatening someone um well people were arrested in the uk for example when there was a whole milkshaking thing thing going on and uh, yeah i think absolutely i mean yeah i think that's assault yeah you're not you're not you're not entitled to touch me in in any way i'm not going to say that throwing liquid on someone if it's not with the intention of scalding them is the same as I don't know, putting them in a chokehold, but still, it's 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 on that same ca- it's in that same category. Um, so after this footage came out, people were of course wondering where were the police? Why weren't they doing more? They released this statement. It's pretty rich. Um, they said early this afternoon, an activist appeared unexpectedly on the Ohio University campus in Athens and engaged in constitutionally protected activity. She drew a large crowd of people, many with opposing viewpoints, who also chose to exercise their First Amendment rights. Um, threatening someone physically does not count as a First Amendment right. Throwing stuff at someone does not count as a First Amendment right. Uh, mm-hmm. Preventing people from leaving does not count as a First Amendment right. Um, Ohio University police officers were present throughout the incident to protect everyone's rights and safety. Doesn't look to me like they actually did anything. Uh, other than keeping streets and other public rights of way clear, no police officers asked anyone to leave at any point in time. Contrary to allegations circulating on social media, the incident did not rise to the level of a riot. There was strong language and allegations that some unknown persons in the crowd splashed water. Like, allegations that someone splashed water. Like, we, there's video footage of them being pelted with stuff. Yeah, and they also, you say, splashed water. Like I said, like the As most innocuous it's... way. They just, yeah, they just like had a little spray bottle and yeah. were spraying some water at them. No. No, I mean, it was worse than that. There's there's footage of it being yeah. worse. Um, they, they said, but there were no reported injuries or violence and no one was arrested during the event. So they're pretty much like, oh, what's the big deal? Everyone was fine. It's like, well, I don't think she felt fine at the moment. I think that no. could have very easily escalated into something more serious. I'm Thank glad goodness she had they had a... that giant with them. Yeah, that like, guy Honestly, looks... that guy was enormous by the looks like of it. Like a different species. He was yeah. huge. Um, and I mean, as concerning as the reaction from the cops was, uh, the fact that students, so many of them would do this, I was also maybe even more upset to see that other people outside of that school and campus on social media were kind of taking the the writer's side or those students side because i you know there have been times i know this happened years ago when i was at a university campus and protested like when the footage gets out people kind of agree like okay those students were being ridiculous yeah it kind of seemed like when this footage came out a good amount of people were like yeah she deserves yeah, that's it. good she deserves it yeah i mean i hesitate to call it a riot but i and that's one of the reasons why i think that the cops were 
crazy in the situation because it only took one really violent action. And I think with the hive mind of that crowd and the way it was going to actually have a severely violent event. But I mean, like what, vandalism and everything, you know, I guess it de- depends on how you define. Right. Because I yeah. when when it crosses the line where people are throwing stuff at you and you don't know what it is and people are yeah, threatening uh, you. In a crowd, again, like, it's like me, there's like no use of the word terrorist. Like it's like there's terrorist, and then right. there's 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 terrorist. There's yeah, riot, and then there's my advice to anyone who is caring yeah. about these pedantics is don't even cross that line. Don't even cross that line. If sure. you don't want to be put on the same level or categorized with them, then don't act like them, albeit in a a, a less intense way. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Um, so there's this video from this lovely young woman on TikTok uh, who is clearly just a, a shining beacon of empathy and, uh, I don't know, moral valor. So I just saw a video of like a whole crowd of people at some college like harassing and shouting at Caitlin Bennett. And honestly, this whole bullying Caitlin Bennett thing has gone so far at this point but not far enough. We can do more, all right? I want I want crowds. I want mobs bullying, harassing Caitlyn Bennett. We can do it. Like you you can't say you're anti-bully if you condone bullying. And people might say, "Oh, but I but she's terrible." You're missing the point of not bullying, right? I'm sure everyone who's ever bullied you has their own reasons for thinking you're terrible. Doesn't yes. excuse their actions. It's true. Right? This kind of behavior says a lot more about those students or this girl than it does about Caitlyn Bennett. And I saw so many people out there saying, I can't believe you're making me defend Caitlyn Bennett. But this, this, this type of behavior is not acceptable. And I mean, don't get me wrong, as many people as were supporting this and cheering it, there were also a lot of people who were condemning it. I think she gained like 30,000 followers over the past couple of days. That TikTok or Caitlin Bennett? Caitlin Bennett. Yeah. Well, since this thing started. That's That was, I was watching uh, Phil DeFranco when he was covering this too. And his hot take on it was that basically everyone won in that situation from the perspective of like the left. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people seem to bandwagon on the Caitlin, Caitlin, um, uh, Bennett, Bennett hate wagon. Um, on the right, you got a lot of footage of the left acting like crazy, crazy. And Caitlin Bennett, I think, is definitely going to stand to benefit. The well, most. that's she even said that she yeah. said like the for the past two years, any time like she's really grown is because the left has like attacked her in these brutal ways or like yeah. kind of propelled her into the spotlight because of this. There were CNN articles about this. She appeared on Fox News and it's like. If you're trying to kind of minimize her voice or her impact, you're not doing a good job by behaving this way. That's right. Um, But we have some more lovely responses from this person. Lex, the only man who can truly take down Caitlyn Bennett. And it's a photo of, if you guys remember, uh, the little slime ball that kicked the pro-life woman in, uh, I think it's Toronto. He did like a little spin kick. That was, yeah, yeah, that was something special. And I don't know if I qualify that thing as a man. I That's, probably uh, not. But don't, don't don't forget, kicking women is good if they're the wrong type of women. Then it's totally fine. It's actually feminist to kick these women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got Amaya saying, I don't understand why someone hasn't just punched the F out of Caitlyn Bennett. She literally isn't important enough for there to be serious consequences. Bro, just F her up. Okay, if you punch someone, there's pretty much serious consequences under the rule of law, or at least there should be, regardless of who they are. Like, that's not how you determine whether there should be consequences for punching someone. It's like, hang on, how many social media followers do you have? What job do you have? Like, oh, it's just some random guy in the street. I'm totally fine. But what I thought was ironic about this is he continues, maybe I'm just dumb, but you know I carry, right? Which is usually her response to someone threatening her. Um, Sounds like a threat to me. 
You're literally, you're literally threatening her. You don't get to say that she's threatening you by saying I carry as and I will defend myself when you are saying let's just F her up. You, oh my goodness. He says, I'd rock her shiz before she even got the chance to put down that uh, big dumb microphone she got in her hand. Like, do you think you're making her less inclined to defend her second amendment right to defend herself? Because you're, you're really you're proving not. the point. Yeah, you're, you're proving the point. You're proving why she feels the need to do this. And you know what? I, I completely support her saying like, I, I I think open carry a lot of the times is, is unnecessary, but if someone comes up to you, threatens you and stuff, I think you're, yeah, why not let them know, by the way, I am armed? Because <laughs> it is a deterrent, believe it or not. Um, so this is probably not the last time that Caitlin Bennett is going to be in the news. I think this type of stuff was just, is just gonna keep happening, especially like, I don't think these students are gonna be facing any consequences. Like we have video footage people screaming terrible things, terrible things, threatening and throwing stuff. I don't think they're going to be facing any type of punishment from the university. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to eugenics, because this is a, a little bit of a heavy episode, um, I have to tell you guys about Ashford University. So we all have an idea of what our dream job looks like, but someone isn't just going to hand it to you, unfortunately. Odds are you'll need at least a bachelor's degree to make that dream a reality. And I know it's hard to go back to school while you're working, and that's why you'll love Ashford University. It's convenient and flexible. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. And if you take one course at a time, like Ashford University's six-week long courses allow you to do, you will be enrolled as a full-time student with just that one six-week-long class. There's also no standardized testing required. The SAT, GRE, or GMAT and other standardized test scores are not required for enrolling in Ashford University. And Ashford University is a fully accredited university by WASC Senior College and University Commission. So get on the road to earning your degree and making your dream job a reality. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash Lauren. That's ashford.edu slash Lauren to start your degree today ashford.edu slash Lauren. And by the way, guys, I did essentially 30 credits of my bachelor's completely online. And it's it, two full semesters. Two full semesters. It was amazing. Like, yeah. I know you're doing online classes too. Online just, is the way. It is the way. Yeah. Completely the way. Okay, so earlier this week, I hopped on social media. I kind of like in the morning, I open my phone and just scroll to see what, what news of the day is happening. Um, that particular day, eugenics was trending. Hmm. So, uh, you know, got out the popcorn <laughs> to see exactly what led to that. And apparently an entire conversation about eugenics was kicked off when Richard Dawkins, the mad lad, uh, he posted this. He said, it's one thing to deplore eugenics on ideological, political, and moral grounds. It's quite another to conclude that it wouldn't work in practice. Of course it would. It works for cows, horses, pigs, dogs, and roses. Why on earth wouldn't it work for humans? Facts ignore ideology. As soon as I read that, I was like, yes, I can see why people would have a problem with that. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, I mean, he must have known regardless of what his intentions or, you know, the meaning behind that was that people were going to freak out. And actually, I didn't realize this at the time, and I think a lot of people didn't, but there's been some controversy with someone who was formerly a part of, uh, I guess, Boris Johnson's team um, with some statements he had made before about things like a heritable traits and uh, an underclass of people who had a lower IQ. So... Richard Dawkins wasn't coming out of nowhere with this eugenics thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was made specifically in relation to that story. 
I don't know if that makes it better in anyone's mind, but just for context, I wanted to explain that. And uh, I think the the guy's name in question who was working with Boris Johnson, his name is Andrew Sabisky. I don't know anything about him, nor am I super familiar with his statement. So I'm not going to be commenting on that. But regarding what Richard Dawkins specifically said, people started calling him a Nazi, terrible person, racist, you know the drill. And the thing is, I'm... I'm not a fan of Richard Dawkins. I have his book over there, The God Delusion. I, I read it. Very when I was, edgy. Yeah, he, I read he is it. He's the epitome was, of edgy atheist. Yeah, when I when I was like 14, that was me. I was like, I know better than everybody. <laughs> I've read this book. Okay, um, so I, I, he's smart. I'm not saying he's not, but I think I have a very different outlook on things like morality and just personality level. He's a little bit. He's a little bit pompous, um, but again, he's <laughs> super is, smart. Yeah, so maybe maybe he has the right to be, but. Yeah. Uh, that in mind, I still don't think he's a Nazi. Like he, no, he's not, not a all. Nazi. It's very clear he's not arguing for a government eugenics program. Yeah. Um, so let, let's go over exactly what he said. But first, because I think this gets conflated with a bunch of different things, let's go over what eugenics actually means, just so we can all be on the same page. So one definition, which I think is a, a solid one, is eugenics is the science of improving a human population by controlled breeding to increase the occurrence of desirable heritable characteristics. Developed largely by Francis Galton as a method of improving the human race, it fell into disfavor only after the perversion of its doctrines by the Nazis. So yeah. um, eugenics, at its most basic definition, is just the idea of selective breeding for desirable traits. Yeah, I mean, it comes from two words. They basically mean well-born. Mm -hmm. That's what it means in and of itself. I mean, I that that uh, that is the Google definition of it, by the way. It's from Oxford. I would still say that there was a eugenics movement before, before the, the Nazis. Nazis in America. That was, I think, 1920s era sort of thing. That was definitely white supremacist. Yeah. Supremacist. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely – there's connotations with the word eugenics that – it's like saying you're pro you're pro-choice. Right, there are movements that co-opted this thing called pro-choice, like to think, oh, it's irrational to be anti-pro-choice. Yeah, right? like everyone loves. You all love choice. choice. It's freedom, yeah. right? But the thing is, it, it, it's 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 kind of like they've strawmanned their own ideology into something that it's not. Right, and I think it's safe to say that that's what happened with the term eugenics. It's been a concept that is yeah. been around for a while. Very bad movements empl employed that concept, and so now mm -hmm. just the word conjures up imagery of those movements. What I think Richard Dawkins meant to say, but it was not clear because he kind of confused both uses of the term. Right. He says, it's one thing to deplore eugenics on ideological, political, moral grounds. I think he's saying, let's condemn all of the, the terrible things that were done in the name of eugenics. Absolutely. But then he also says, but of course it would work in practice. I think there he is purely saying referring to the fact that humans have genetic have... heritable traits. Exactly. Yes. That's what I took it to mean. Um, so he's saying eugenics as it was used by, you know, people like the Nazis right. or the eugenics movement was bad, but the on the basic level of this is biology, heritable traits. We all it does know this work. implicitly, by the way. Right. Everybody knows this. You you could see when you say, "Oh, he looks like his father." You know, oh, you know, you have a tall father, a tall son, tall daughter, whatever it is. All these traits are her heritable. Her yeah. And you see it in population groups that certain they have certain height factors mm -hmm. or, you know, just body proportions. Or diseases, diseases. a lot. Like uh, yep. my everything. dad has high iron levels. So do I. Like it's that yeah. that's what it is. All kinds of things. I think 
he worded this extremely poorly. Yes. And I can see why a lot of people had at the or should have at the very least questions, but people were employing very uncharitable uh, interpretations of what he was saying. And he he did go on to clarify uh, a eugenic policy would be bad. So now he's spe specifying policy specifically. I'm combating the illogical step from X would be bad to so X is impossible. Mm, but see, he's conflating two things again. Like he's... He's, yep. he's not making this clear. He says it would work in the same sense as it works for cows, i.e. on a biological sense. Let's fight it on moral grounds, i.e. government implementation of eugenics programs. Deny mm. obvious scientific facts and we lose or at best derail the argument. He's trying, like, I get what he's saying, but he's not saying it very clearly, again, because no. he's conflating yeah, these know. two terms, exactly. these two connotations. Which is a very common thing. People say eugenics is bad and everything like that. And they're referring because specifically they're refer to, yes. yeah. They, but they think that there's, they're one and the same as they're well. They're not. They don't understand that that's, and then frankly, it's at a point where I just, the term eugenics is dead, let's yeah. be honest, because it's it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's point. like, I, I don't have any inclination to fight for the concept of eugenics, let's no. be clear, but where yeah. my concern is that it's gotten to the point where some people, and we're going to be going through this, are actually starting to deny the idea of heritable traits. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the so that's, thing. that's what I want to push back on, but he also... I mean, I think this kind of at least clarified that he thinks it's bad a little bit more. For those determined to miss the point, I deplore the idea of a eugenic policy. I simply said deploring it doesn't mean it wouldn't work. Oh, no, but see, that's not he's, he's He's just yeah. saying the same thing again. Uh, just as we breed cows to yield more milk, we could breed humans to run faster or jump higher. But heaven forbid that we should do it. Well, I think he should have said it would be possible for an individual to select a mate who runs fast in with the goal of having faster offspring. Yeah, you could, ha you could I, have I entire the, populations. Yeah, uh, saying doing that kind we of thing. could breed humans, you you don't want to do that. Okay, but also I'm going to go that. off on a little tangent here. We actually do practice eugenics, and not just on like a not just on an individual level where we seek for mates that have traits that we desire, uh, and which is something natural for us for offspring, but even on a government level, we actually do. Things like tax breaks, tax breaks to have kids mm -hmm. for like middle class people. That's implying certain people should be having kids and they'll get benefits for yeah. it. Yeah, right? never mind abortion policy. Abortion that policy. is eugenics, one hundred percent. If you're someone who says, "Oh, but we need abortion because what if the kid has disabilities?" That's eugenics. That is Absolutely. nothing but eugenics. Or even the testing, the, prenatal testing for that kind of stuff. It's that's, eugenics. That's or eugenics. even the idea, like, "Oh, but if the kid doesn't have a good life or would just end up being poor, it's better they not be born." That's eugenics. Yeah, that that's, is one hundred percent eugenics. Types of eugenics, they're working right. There's positive eugenics. Yeah, so positive negative. eugenics is when you encourage someone to have kids. Um, yeah. For example, Liam is a cutie, tall, very smart. Um, some good genes on him. I, I oh, that shucks. that matters to me yeah. for like I want my kid to have every, <laughs> I guess, advantage possible. Um, that's very different than saying you have bad genes. Let me kill you, which is oh, of course yeah. awful. I mean, that's what they say a lot of people plan that Planned Parenthood started as. Yeah, by, by Margaret, racist, I think. Uh, uh, now, I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't look into it. But, pretty sure it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is a eugenicist movement. So I think the idea that him, Richard Dawkins for talking about this, he's like co-signing what the Nazis ha have done. Absolutely not. No. Um, for someone so smart, you think he would be able to word his, oh, himself more clearly? Um, so we're going to go over what some of the people have said to him and how they're really not understanding what he said. Um, someone said, except that eugenics isn't a choice. We live in a free society where the right to live is being challenged. Okay, that's not what 
Richard Dawkins was referring to at all in terms of saying it would work. I really do genuinely believe he's just saying humans, like every other living species, pretty much have heritable traits. Um, when, when Richard Dawkins is saying it would work, I don't think he's saying government programs deciding who could and could yeah. not breed would be efficient or moral. No. I don't think that's what he's saying. Um, and here's something from Stefan Molyneux. And so he's very libertarian. And I feel like he really also m mistook what Richard Dawkins did. He did the exact same thing that Richard Dawkins did. And it's funny because Stefan, if you don't know, has a series where he interviews a whole bunch of... IQ scientists. Yeah, neurobiologists, neurologists, people that are expert in the fields of, of intelligence. And it's heritability. Yes. And uh, he goes over this in detail, but he has conflated eugenics again. Yeah. With, with a government program. Right. And of course, being against, well, he's, he's almost like an ANCAP. He hates he, it. But yeah, he, yeah. So this is what he says. He says, animals choose mates based on fertility and health markers. Are they practicing eugenics? Of course not. But they are. Yes. But they are yeah. in, in, in the most basic sense. But he mm -hmm. continues, of course, breeding for selected genes yields results. That's that's the only thing Richard Dawkins was trying to say. Right. So in, in, they agree with each other, but he is just... He continues, eugenics is government force, though. Again, that's one connotation of it, but I don't think that was the one Richard Dawkins was referring to when he said it would work. He right. finishes, don't conflate voluntary sex with rape, which I, which I, I agree. Is, uh, I agree yes. with everything he has said there. The only thing I don't agree with is the idea that Richard Dawkins has ever implied otherwise. I don't think that's the case. Um, Scott Lynch, verified checkmark for whatever that means, says... Uh, in reply to Dawkins, you absolute pinheaded simpleton, it doesn't work in practice because too many of the goals turn out to be arbitrary fantasies, and too many of those fantasies are the pet projects of abusive bigots who F up any civilization they get their hands on. Are you new here? Um, so again, just conflating what Richard Dawkins has said with, let's have a government breeding program. Everybody, uh, like, uh, give us yeah. your DNA samples. We're going to, like, be pairing people off, uh, sterilizing any of the gingers. Like, no. Mm -hmm. That's Which, of course, he, he actively said he thought was morally deplorable as well. Yeah. But and then, then this is that. what I wanted to bring up. Like, I, I wanted to talk about this, not just to defend Richard Dawkins, who, like, the idea that someone as renowned and respected as he is would actually be some sort of white supremacist or Nazi. Like, that's ridiculous. But also, the, the, the notion that's starting to spread that science does not apply to humans or that humans are not animals... This is an example of it. Richard Dawkins, eugenics works in practice. It works for dogs. German Shepherd, I was bred to work. I want to work, but my hips and joints are a wreck. I might have a clotting disorder and may, lo may lose the use of my back legs. Not sure what I did to deserve that, but yeah, IDK. So he's saying that heritability in humans doesn't work because purebred dogs have genetic disorders. Mm -hmm. Purebred dogs have genetic disorders because of inbreeding. If When German Shepherds were, I guess, bred to work... They were being bred for a specific goal. German purebred dogs now are bred to, I guess, be purebred, mm -hmm. right? That's a very different thing. Yep. So trying to use this example to say that the concept of like what biology and evolution in general just doesn't apply to anybody. Of course not. Like I, I what, what is this? What's funny is I would wonder if this person would be okay with aborting purebred German shepherds because they might suffer in life. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's ironic because you should now support eugenics. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. then that, that is, is <laughs> yeah, eugenics. Is yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, just evolution is a, is a thing. This is just, I guess, um, it's like the same way that we have um, wheat that is different mm. than wild wheat. It's because we've 
chosen specific traits. Yes. Inbreeding is a separate issue. There are also people in chat saying that mate selection is not eugenics, but it, it, it is. is. Natural selection is not eugenics. There's a difference there. But selecting a mate for heritable traits is eugenics. Yeah. If Absolutely. you as a person are saying, hey, I want, um, like they do this at sperm banks. You can actually read the profiles of the yeah. man who's But specimen then you just get the doctor taking. sperm anyway. So yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, I mean, what, whatever, man. No, 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 that's natural selection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, there have been, I think, a couple times uh, many where times. it's it like, like... The doctor's like 70 kids, Yeah, basically. in vitro doctors have actually yeah. just been using their own sperm to inseminate women, which is like, that's kind of, unfortunately, natural selection. But yeah, like at, at sperm banks, women like to choose the doctors, the astronauts, the athletes, the high IQ guys. Why? It's because we're selecting for heritable traits, right? And that's... No one would say that was a bad thing because by doing that... They're not rounding people up into concentration camps. They're not uh, mm. boarding people en masse. They're not sterilizing people. These are different things. Um, now, this actually is one of the, the better responses to what Richard Dawkins said. This person says, eugenics is the science of breeding to increase desirable genetic traits. We, be, we breed roses for their color and smell. Please tell us what do you consider to be desirable genetic traits in humans? That is a legitimate question to yeah. ask. And I think like that's... What Richard Dawkins, I'm assuming, would say is that it would be up to every, I mean, individual to determine what traits they want to pass on for their kids. Yeah, that's a huge ethical question. Even yeah. even the easiest answers would be like severely debilitating diseases, right? Mm -hmm. To get rid of those, of course. Yeah. But even that has some serious ethical implications for people that have like. But even then, like know. I've we um we did a video about sterilization, mm -hmm. and one of the, I guess groups of people who do sterilize themselves aren't just the like the the crazy lefties people some people who have serious heritable genetic conditions yeah. do choose to not have kids and or sterilize themselves because they don't want to pass that on that is such a hard question for someone mm -hmm. to have to ask themselves um you know you probably have to take things into consideration, like the likelihood of being passed on, the severity, um, what the potential for your children getting it based on your your um spouse's genetic material that's a really hard thing to to tackle but it, it's all done in the with the idea that heritability is real so I, I don't know how people can just dismiss this factor and again i agree with what i think richard dawkins was trying to say like let's condemn things on moral grounds but let's not kind of just mm. pretend that biology isn't real jeffrey miller he says mate choice is just intuitive eugenics i agree and Boomy Leaks, he wrote, women, I'd like a sperm donor who's tall, smart, and handsome, or sorry, healthy. Doctor punches women. Only Nazis support eugenics, and it's okay to punch Nazis. Yeah, so, I mean, right this, for feminism. Yeah, this yeah. is obviously a controversial issue. I uh, would love to know what you guys think about that, because actually I've been called names for just saying that, like, intelligence is important to me. I would like to marry someone who's intelligent. Well, you didn't luck out. That's not true. His dad's in Mensa. <laughs> Frig. I'm pretty sure he qualifies. Oh, the ultimate too. cringe. Yeah. No, but we it's always like, make fun of that. By the way, I, I get that. Like wanting to join Mensa is maybe kind of cringe, but it's like the fact that he was able to. It's like that's like good. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting um, creeped out now. I asked you. Okay, <laughs> I if I talked about it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make you feel like some sort of like breed horse, but uh, okay. Next up, Lily Singh. Do we want to? I don't know. We don't have enough time. I don't think. I think we should. For Lily Singh? Yeah, I don't think so. <gasps> okay. No, we're running out of time. It. And this this one, yeah. All right. Yeah. But then eugenics has to be one of our standalone clips. I think it was a good I think it was a good one. Okay, it's well happening. we'll see what happens. We'll see yeah. what happens. Okay. So 
men and women being friends. Is that possible? Uh, I Part of what I do when I'm looking for different things to talk about on the show is I look at a lot of different sites. Um, one of the sites that I've started looking at for stories is Goop, which is Gwyneth Paltrow's holistic <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's some weird stuff over there. Yeah. Um, so they have a, the, an article that I actually thought was pretty good because a lot of the, they're the vagina candle people, to give you an idea. But they actually had this article that I thought was pretty good and it raised some good questions. They... The article asks, can men and women just be friends? And so they asked one of their male and writers, one of their female writers. The female writer said, here's what I suggest. Step away from the need to defend the platonic nature of this relationship. Look at it as objectively as possible and ask yourself what your motivation is. Are either of you attracted to the other? Is he your secret backup plan? Would you be jealous if he got into a serious relationship? And maybe, this is the biggest question of all, if your partner had the identical friendship with another woman, would it bother you? If the honest answer to all of these questions is an emphatic no, then I would deem this a clean friendship. I think those are actually really good questions to ask, like yeah, of, of sure. any same-sex fr friendship. Um, and if this is what you indeed have and you've reassured your partner, then he needs to trust you. That said, it's your responsibility to make sure that the intimacy you share with him is not compromised. In other words, if you find yourself able to be more vulnerable around your male friend than your boyfriend, this may mean you're not as committed as you think. And while your male friend may be someone you confide in, your partner should be your most trusted confident, confidant if you want to have a truly intimate relationship. The male writer, they ask, has a very different perspective. He says, I'll be the bearer of difficult news. In my experience, this sort of situation almost never resolves smoothly. Inevitably, something has to give. Of course, there are always exceptions to the rule, but I've personally never seen or heard of a very close male-female friendship that was entirely clean, that is, devoid of all sexual tension or ulterior motives, even if those motives were less than fully conscious. I know we all want to think of ourselves as enlightened modern adults, the beneficiaries of centuries of culture and refinement, but the reality remains we can't fully escape our evolutionary heritage. Given this annoyingly durable hardwiring, hard it seems one thing is almost always present when men and women relate to each other ego. And then I, I guess we don't need to read all of it, but he talks about how he had a male friend who described himself as being in a purely platonic uh, friendship with a woman. But when the woman got uh, engaged, the man was furious. Mm. Doesn't really seem Funny so platonic if you yeah. if you were jealous. And then similarly, he, he had a female friend um, who set up one of her best guy friends with another woman and they hit it off and she ended up ended up becoming sincerely jealous. And he finishes by saying, am I saying that men and women can't be friends? Of course not. But I do find it highly dubious that one can simultaneously have a truly intimate relationship with two members of the opposite sex and cleanly label one friend and the other partner. Mm -hmm. So notice how the man is more hesitant here. And I think that's that's interesting to note. I mean, they, they both actually, I thought, seem to say it could work, but there are caveats, although he seemed more cynical. Right. Turns out, according to science, men are more likely attract more likely to be attracted to their okay. opposite sex friends. Before we get into that, though, we actually have to catch up on our live read. Oh, yes, that's true. So, just one second. Because we cut out the <laughs> Lily Singh segment, which would you have can been blame super me for that. good. I do. Yes. Okay, uh, so quick message from our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So, Deborah's home was stolen. And I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean 
her actual home was stolen by scammers. The FBI calls home title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. The story is why I protect my home's title with home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned it. What, wait, it gets worse though. She says, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easy. That is why HomeLock is there for you because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't know it. Then sign up to help protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. And to get you started, I got you 60-day risk-free, sorry, 60 risk-free days of protection. So go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Guys, if this ever happens to you, heaven forbid, you'll be able to get things back through the court system, but even things like lawyers and just going through all of that, it's going to be expensive. Don't, don't wait until the worst happens to have to deal with it. Okay, so science says your male friends are attracted to you. Essentially, that, that's what it says. So they, they've done studies on this, and according to Live Science, a new study suggests the answer is yes, women and men can just be friends, but guys may be more attracted to their gal friends than vice versa. Men report more sexual interest in their female friends than their female friends do in them, and men are also more likely than women to overestimate how romantically interested their friends are in them. In most cases, sexual attraction within a friendship is seen as more of a burden than a benefit the study finds. I would absolutely agree that would be the case. Friendship is an interesting area to study because it doesn't have obvious reproductive advantages. Evolutionary psychologists often focus on sexual relationships and familial relationships under the assumption that humans evolved to pass on their own genes to the next generation. But friends don't share genetic ties or offspring, and yet they still help each other out. I think there actually is a, an evolutionary argument to be made for friendship. Like I know, at least among women, like the idea that you can kind of look out for each other's offspring together and oh, yeah, share yeah, those burdens that... Well, we're social animals. Yeah, we're social yeah. animals. And the same thing with men who used to go hunting and kind of like man packs, the idea that the person you're hunting with, you'd help each other out, look out for each other. Some would argue they still hunt today, but just for different Yes, things. the wingman thing. Um, so I think there is an evolutionary basis for friendship, but I think friendship across gender lines, that's a little bit, if I think this is a relatively new thing in terms of human development, right? I don't think yeah. cave, cave people were like, Grug is platonic friend with Jane. Like, I don't think that was a thing. But probably, I mean, I think it's really started to come into effect ever since women joined the workforce. Yeah, right? I would agree. That's what I think. And I think that that's caused a lot of awkwardness in a lot of workplaces, in fact. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot that, because you're with um, someone of the opposite sex, potentially, more hours of the day than you are with your spouse. Yeah. And that's uh, that's just a very strange dynamic. Mm -hmm. And it, like you said, it's it's kind of new. This hasn't been happening for that long. Um, the article continues, men who were romantically involved were no less likely than single guys to say they found their female friend attractive or to say they'd like to go on a date with her. That's concerning. Like, that's concerning. You should not be, like, saying you'd like to go on a date with anybody if you're in a relationship. Yeah. Women who were romantically involved were also equally as likely as single gals to be attracted to their male friends, but they drew the line at dating with fewer women in relationships saying they'd date their guy friend. Okay, so that... That's, well, that's, that's good. one check mark for women, I guess, relative to men. Yeah. Um, so they, they sent out some questionnaires. And what I thought was interesting is that 
the, the article says that although older adults reported fewer opposite sex friends than the younger group did, everyone was very positive about these friendships, ranking them as overwhelmingly beneficial. Okay, so mm. I, uh, I personally think that men and women can be fr just friends sometimes. Sure. Right. And okay. I think it's a lot more likely to happen when you're younger, but like I'm engaged now. I think I have way fewer male friends than I did when I was in college, for example. And yeah. also I don't have the same type of male friends. Right. Yeah. Like I would I kind of now that I'm I'm getting older and in a serious relationship, I'm starting to take the Mike Pence approach a little bit more. And not that I, I think I'm mm. like I'm worried yeah. I'm gonna do anything or that you would be jealous. It's just that it like there's a sense of propriety, but also like I don't feel like I need that close connection with a guy. I don't know. Yeah, I've been craving female company. It's right. That's the way I feel about it. Like at the top of the food chain in all my relationships, this is the one woman I'll build my life with. Right. And you can then refer to me by name specifically. Okay, that's Lauren. <laughs> um, but also the other one. Um, <laughs> then for me, always historically, it's you know. The, my closest friends will always be male, yeah. 100%. That's close the way my, my brain will work. Yeah. And I think that that's always the case. I do not think that you can be very close friends with someone of the opposite sex platonically. There, as a 99% rule. Of yeah. course, there's going to be some people in the chat that will say, but, no. but me. Yeah. But then also, I know you what you think. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be going over some of your responses and some of you guys have told on yourselves. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But I think that like like... For example, some of Lauren's friends, I, I consider them friends. They're better yeah. than acquaintances. Uh, I enjoy the company. I think they're definitely but, friends, but it's a different yeah, type of it's friend. A, yeah, it's not on the same level yeah. as the the people that have become like brothers to me. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm, I'm this. I've always had more female friends. Um, I've had male friends, but it's always been very different than my yeah. female friends. And now the male friends that I have, they're kind of friends that we're both friends with, and we hang out together in a group. Mm. And I'm fine with that. I don't feel the need to. Like Liam's weird. He thinks that I'm too old to make new friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's like, you know, no, you're never too old whatever, to make new friends. You know? But I do think I'm at a point in my life where I don't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want a close male friend. Like yeah. I, I'm not gonna call them at the end of the day and like confide in them. It's just it's it's different. And I'm I'm totally well, fine with it being different. The reason I say you can't make new friends, first of all, is because at least the friendships that I value the most of my life are the ones that are just very, very like deeply loyal. No, to but each it's, other. it's not that I agree. That's how you measure friendships, but it's not always the result of time. Like there are guys who have been to war together yeah. who are closer. It's the, but that, the but quality need, of you need, time yeah. you spend together. Which I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you get that from a random stranger. Uh, well, it depends on the connection. I guess so. Yeah. I just think it's, it's quite rare. And, and you know what? I will say another thing that I do too is Lauren will sometimes invite me to, to like go hang out with her friends essentially that they're all girls. And I'm like, I'm like, if I, I don't like, I don't want the opposite to happen. You yeah, know, I wouldn't totally want the dishes. It totally destroys the dynamic. So I'll yeah. be like, listen, Lauren, I'm go not going for your sake, <laughs> yeah. because all of a sudden you have me just grugging around in the middle of, of a bunch of. Yeah, uh, but he's a very gruggy person always, so I don't really see how that's different. Um, but no, it's and I I feel the same way. It's like I kind of see how you are with your male friends, and you know you're kind of like all guyish, and it's like uh, I don't feel like I I want that. <laughs> Because yeah. guys do kind of yeah. act a little bit different when there's a female in the mix or when there's it's like a mixed gender situation. Like, I don't feel like I Do you think women be... do that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So then we yeah, both, every, sure. we, we, we work a little bit differently. And like the conversations I have with my female friends when there are no guys are not the same as like 
conversation. Right. We would so that's why I don't go to those things. It's like I'm denying you. No, but like we would certain... still have fun. We would you play would. cards. It was, yeah. yeah. I anyway, so I did a poll asking you guys what you thought about this. And first off, well, I'll, I'll get to it when, when the time comes. I asked, can men and women just be friends? And my phone wants to screw me over. Um, I asked, can men and women just be friends? 20,000 of you voted in, in just a handful of hours. 47% said yes, of course. 21% said no, it won't work. 32% said it depends. So the majority of people are saying either no or it depends. But, and this is where I have a bone to pick with all of you, all of the responses I was reading as to why the answer was yes had buts or caveats. You guys should have voted it depends. Now the whole integrity of the poll is not good. I think it probably would have been like... 40% or even 35% saying yes, of course, and the rest all it depends because you guys were giving a lot of like it depends or buts, but sorry, just the the yeah. poll. I'm closest to the no on that one. I'd probably put no if I were to answer that one. I think I'm in, in the it depends kind of realm. Um, so we, we have some of your responses here that we're going to go through. So Eddie Fisher says my best friend is female. So obviously he's in the yes hmm. camp. And then I asked, do you find her attractive? He said, very. <laughs> But sexually, no. Her and I have had this conversation to which someone very astutely replied, very, with uh, that that gif meme of the confused guy face. Um, it doesn't sound like you are just friends with her. And that's the thing, like, for me, and this is also why I've kind of not geared myself toward close male friends, it cannot be just a friendship if there's unrequited unrequited attraction on one side. Yeah. That by definition is not platonic. It's unrequited, right? There should be no sexual attraction because otherwise it's like one person feels as if they've been friend zoned or the, the other person. I, I ha have been through too many situations where I saw someone as just a friend and that's not how they saw it and it doesn't end well and it doesn't make me feel good to feel like I'm, I don't know, hurting someone's feelings if I tell them about someone else asking me out or anything like that or i don't want to feel guilty if i don't reciprocate any affection or uh, attraction yeah. you're so hurting them you're hurting them so yeah i mean yeah so it's just they're hurting not themselves good. too i want to the blame is mostly on them if it's unrequited but, yeah and then that's the thing yeah. guys like if you're only sticking around because you're hoping someday you'll date this person that's not a good friendship and mm -hmm. i'm sure the the girl would be hurt if she knew that that's the only reason why you wanted to be friends it's bad for both parties um Marcelo says, personally, I had more female friends than male friends. And while we just remained not too close friends, I can't deny that at some point, either me or one of them started developing feelings. Okay, so some anecdotal evidence. Uh, I might say that would be a no. Hmm. Anthony Brian Logan, he says, it depends on what kind of friend we're talking about. Hanging out and doing things together when it's just the two of you, nah, that's called dating. If it's a passive friendship or if you guys hang out in the same group, then it's fine. I agree with that assessment. Yeah, that's, 100%. that's I'm on the same page. Yes, because like, we have shared friends who are guys and I consider them like, yeah, we're friends, but I'm not going to invite them over to watch a movie, just us two. That would be strange. That would be strange. That would be strange. Um, Julia says, in my experience, if you are close friends with a guy, someone will catch feelings at some point. I can't think of any close guy friends I've had where this hasn't happened again. Mm -hmm. David Dodd said, and this is another one where you guys are giving yourselves away. Of course. However... My wife and I started as just friends as she had a boyfriend when we met. It took seven months of waiting, but it has definitely oh, paid waiting. off 10 hmm. years down the road. So that's saying, no, that's we're an never argument. never platonic in the first place. Yeah, you that's were never platonic the in the Some first Some of the people place. that answer yes, like there's two two type of people as a male that answer yes. 
there's one, some people that are genuine, just nice dudes and their bar for friendship might be lower than mine. Mm -hmm. um, but there's the other type, which I think are saying yes, but they're like the cuttlefish. I'm sorry. Just lurking around. They're just lur they're waiting for their opportunity. Yeah. Uh, to, to to get some that's all and you're and you're pretending it's friendship that's, yeah and, and quite a, a few other people have said yes but you can't find each other sexually attractive so if like, I, there's I, yeah i mean that i can agree with too yeah i i would agree with that too but even then like or, even yeah. if there was a guy who was really nice but i wasn't attracted to him so it was like nothing was gonna happen i don't like i just me point in my life i would not pursue close male friendships. Yep. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm generalizing how friendships with guys are so far, but I hmm. I don't know. Conan says, yes, of course. I've always thought it was immature when people said otherwise. Unprovoked insecurity and lack of trust are red flags in any relationship. I don't think any of this has to do with insecurity no. or lack of trust because we're not saying, would you like your significant other to have a friend of the opposite sex? We're just no. saying as a concept. No, I, the thing is, that's kind of the complete opposite. I've never actually had any worries about Lauren's behavior. It's like... It's because I don't hang out with guys, like... Like random dudes. I mean, that's yeah. part of it. But it just, the behavior speaks for itself. That's yeah, all. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. I'm not I'm not jealous or anything of, of that nature. And I think the opposite is true, too. She's pretty well aware of my behavior and this kind of thing. I'm just like, I work around and she's happy with that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think it's fair to say that if you think yeah. no, then you're just being insecure. Being insecure. Yeah. Some, someone also said uh, you're just not in control of your attractions. I'm not saying that if a man and woman are friends and they find each other attractive, that they won't, they can't help but just act on that. I'm just saying that's not a real platonic friendship. Right. If that attraction even exists in the first place, that just for me, I wouldn't feel like this person is my, my friend in the way that I want to have friends. Or if the, you know, the attraction went the other way either, that to me just taints a friendship. PC, oh, sorry, Crispin Rivera says, men and women can be friends, but it must be coupled with a high degree of physical antipathy, Frederick Nietzsche. I don't know if that's an actual quote from him, but I would agree I with that know. if it is. PC Jesus says, I can be friends with plenty of guys, but I don't hang out with just them like I would my girlfriends. So yes, but with exceptions. Okay, so we're saying maybe even an it depends. That's what I'm saying. This person probably voted yes in the poll. Whatever, I'll drop the poll. Um, but I, yeah, I would agree. Guys, friendship between men and women and men and men and women and women is different. And then Kevin Schooler, who actually is an amazing artist, you guys should check out his page, says mutual sexual attraction, no. One-way sexual attraction, not genuine friendship. I agree, Kevin. Mutual sexual indifference, which is rare, and shared interests, compatible personalities, etc. Sure. And even then, I think there's limit. There's levels to this game, mm -hmm. right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how everyone's brain works. I'm sure it's possible. There are exceptions to the rule, but you know, as it, again, I just think that the way that we're conditioned, or or the way that we are yeah. naturally, just male and female, are a little bit different the way our brains work, and yeah, that's all. Yeah, I would agree. And, and our experiences would be so different in the world too. So I, that, that's you know. Sorry, saying we should all. all also only have people of the same race because the experiences are the same. I'm just kidding. That's, that's the, the I'm intersectional. Being here. What yeah, the, heck? the intersectional be part of, of me is, is coming out, but no, I mean, yeah. And this is like, I, I think it is interesting how the article noted that older people tend to have fewer opposite sex friends. And I think that's very, very true of how the world actually works. Cause I think when you're maybe in a college setting or a school setting, like a lot of people kind of hang out in groups and yeah, they're all trying to find mates. That's, yeah. That's you're all, yeah. But yeah. like when you, when everyone starts to pair off, yeah, things do get a little bit more gender segregated. Yeah. 
and it is what it is. Yeah, I don't have yeah. I don't have a problem with that. But again, like I'm I'm in like the I don't know like girly wanting motherhood stage of my life, so it's like I just want to talk about like I don't know nesting, <laughs> prenatal diets and stuff, which I don't think as many guys are into. Um, so I think that's all the time we have for today. If you guys would still like another video about the Lily Sing roast, uh, let me know. Maybe I can whip one out for Saturday. Postpone the video I was gonna do then. Um, mm -hmm. But if not, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're one of the live viewers, then be sure to stay on the stream because we will be back in just a few seconds with the Super Chats addressing comments, questions, and concerns. But for now, we'll see you guys next time.